Warning, the following podcast contains a perspective and insight on loss that you can find nowhere else. However, such content only makes up for 20 minutes of this show, and the rest of the hour may be a complete waste of your life. If you don't have a sense of humor, you may wish to stop listening now. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Train, how would what they kind even... of transmission is it? It could be a cell phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hi, welcome to the... What is this? This is the Weekly Lost Podcast. Yes, ma'am. Episode number 52... Your weekend regarding your, your lost weekend. Your lost weekend. Regarding every man for himself. Sweet. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. I just thought maybe you'd want to say yours first. No. Okay. Th- this is the whole point. Is we're, Stephanie is I know, at, I'm, the, at the wheel here. Stephanie's at the wheel. People are going to like it so much that, you know, you're, you're going to be so the back burner now. I, I'm, the, I'm the sidekick. You are. Okay. You're my sidekick, sweet. So, um, I have to admit that that I'm just reading these notes that Cliff has put together. Um, I did not put these notes together. So, I'm going to tell you that Cliff is going to tell you about ABC's Lost Connections. Yes. On their website. On their website. it, it Many people have purchased the Season 2 DVD set. Absolutely, we have. And even more people that have purchased that, several people have listened to us do a review of that purchase that we did, and one of the things in the special features that we talked about from the disc, was one the of the connections, book, right. the connections was, feature, we thought it was cool. We thought it was cool until I saw the online version of this, and well, hello, it totally rocked. <laughs> How'd and, you come to find it? Well, I went to http colon slash slash abc dot go dot com forward slash. Uh, prime time slash loss slash connection slash index. Okay, could that be any more difficult? Well, actually, I went to the ABC site and was digging around, and I came across it. But if anybody, so you came across it yourself, or you heard? No, I came across this myself. Okay, and okay. Uh, playing around, looking for stuff to talk about in our show. <coughs> Excuse me. And so, basically, if anybody's interested in seeing the most awesome representation of the connections of the people on the island, you. Definitely. Sorry. Definitely want to go to our show notes at generallyspeakingpodcast.com and clicking on the yeah, show notes. That's so much easier us. to remember than abc.go.com forward slash primetime forward slash loss forward slash connections forward slash index. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Right along. So, now, this is not fair. Okay. Because I'm leading, but you have the sound clips. Okay, do you want to Not switch seats? fair. No, I'm comfortable. Okay. Um, do you want to go ahead and play the clip for listener feedback? Yeah, let's do that. Can I? Oh, yes, you can do it. Hold on there, Mr. Locke. Go ahead. First, I'm going, we're going to start with some, um, some calls that came in after further instructions before we go into every man for himself. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's do that. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. 
Hey, uh, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Evan from uh, Natick, Massachusetts. I was just calling in to completely agree with your time travel idea um, of how Desmond and Hurley had that little talk and then Hurley experienced deja vu and all that. I think that at the end of season two, maybe the huge the implosion of the hatch, somehow the huge ultraviolet light in the sky may have caused a time warp that may have brought them into back further into the future and then brought them back into their own present time. I don't know, something like that. But uh yeah. Something like that, you know. Okay, bye. Thanks. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Evan. Yes, thank you, Evan. Uh, I, a lot of people are very upset with the idea that we think it's time travel because they think that's all hooey. But they're not into Doctor Who. Lots of things are hooey, but, you know, like Whoville. But you just got to take what you, I mean, that's what everything points to that. Everybody's got their own theories. It's Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. And and some people think that perhaps he's just seeing... Some people are still stuck seeing... on purgatory, but obviously it's not. Yeah, well, that's obvious. But, yeah, so there are a lot of people that don't agree with that. But I certainly, for one, would love nothing more than to see some time travel in this thing and really get into some interesting stuff. And I think I could handle time. I, I can do time travel. What I can't do is um, the whole ending in a snow globe. <laughs> I yeah, I, I think I think they've learned that they're not going to be able to pull that one off. This, this whole thing's a dream. I, I don't think I can handle that time travel that's right up my alley okay well we got some more to jeff yeah let's move on to jeff yeah hey cliff and stephanie this is jeff from california and i was in line at the store and i had a lost moment now let me explain i heard the little beep when you would run something over the little reader and it sounded like one of the uh, beeps from the hatch and then I, i was watching um the newest episode of Lost, and I saw Locke in the tent with the hallucinogenic whatever it was, and I, I started to kind of think is there are things on the island that seem electronic but actually have maybe connections to real life. So, you know, I think maybe some type of, you know, hallucinogen has something to do with it. So, you know... I don't know. Just wanted to definitely share that. Next time you go to the store, just listen and see what you think. So, talk to you later. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks, Jeff. Um, that is... Is he saying that everyone is taking some kind of hallucinogen? Well, I have heard some people say that that uh, that Hurley is on the island and that he is the one hallucinating. Uh, one of those people early on was me. Uh, but I'm still hearing people talking about that. But um, definitely, when we go to Meyer, which is our one of our local grocery stores, which we shop there occasionally, their um, cash registers when it when it goes over the scanner, that is the exact sound. And in fact, we have learned since then from that's where they got the that, sound. That that well, not necessarily Meyer. Not Meyer, but they went to like several different. Yeah grocery stores and they before went. they got the exact right one. And that's exactly where that sound came from. So uh, definitely, Jeff, you're not uh, wrong in thinking that sounds very familiar because that is exactly where it comes from. But he from. said there's some other things. Uh, the electronic sound of yeah. the calculator for the okay. Smoke Monster yeah, is one of them. Monster. Okay. Um, just, uh, okay, it, I'm the, following now. My Well, of course, my growling stomach sound of the 
smoke monster. That's not quite electronic, but anyway. But yes, uh, very okay. interesting stuff. So who's next there, Steph? Next is, oh my goodness, somebody got in trouble at work. Hey, Cliff really? and Stephanie. It's Marius in Chicago. Just wanted same, to leave a message same, same. letting you guys know that I was one of the people that was listening to episode 49 at work and was caught. Um, I didn't lose my job or get in trouble or anything because the manager was a cool guy. Uh, but it was just the craziest situation because as soon as Cliff says, yeah, but someone's at work right now listening to the podcast getting in trouble, I look up and this guy's standing right there with this look of, you know, what do you think you're doing on his face? And I, I, I was about to black out from heart failure because it was just insane how crazy of a coincidence it was. But anyway... Decided to let you guys know that. Um, love your podcast and all the work you guys do. Keep it up. Uh, take care. Stay lost. That is awesome. That is hilarious. You know what he's talking about, don't you? Yeah, I do. When I was sitting there, we Absolutely. were going on and on. You're telling me, you know, this is so silly. And I'm like, no, somebody's at work right now getting in trouble. Yep. That was him. That That's funny because I, I, I don't know. Okay, I worked in corporate America for a very long time before I started staying at home. You did. I did. and um, I hate corporate America. Yeah, me too. I don't understand why people should get in trouble for listening to something that could possibly make them more productive. I doubt our show makes anybody more productive. If they're... I mean, okay, assuming that he had, like, a type of job that I had where you sit at a desk in a small little hole in the wall all day, then if you're, if you know... Listening with with earbuds or headphones, not bothering anybody else, enjoying yourself, you can get your work done a lot faster. Yeah, but rolling on the floor, gasping for air because your gut's about ready to explode. That's gross. But he didn't say that. All he said was he was listening at work. He said he about died from heart failure. Because he looked up and the guy was standing over him. Oh, okay. Alrighty. Anyway. But Sorry, I, d- I, I doubt that we improved the productivity of many people. In fact, I have several people that says, my boss doesn't like you because I never get anything done all day long. I sit and listen to you guys. Well, your boss shouldn't take that out on us because he doesn't know us. <laughs> no, they don't say that specifically. But, but That's I do- Cliff, not me. Yeah, It is me. Uh, but I, <coughs> Excuse me. But I will tell you that some people, they listen to us, you know, yeah. they... Just catch in, you know, they're just chiming in for the first time. And they go down and download all previous episodes and they sit yeah, and probably spend... shouldn't do that at work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so guess what? No, tell me what. The Big I don't Cheese like is guessing. back. The Big Cheese. Queso Grande. Mr. Queso Grande. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Queso Grande from Sacramento. Sorry it's been so long since I called. Had some uh, busy time. Lost job. Got laid off. Got a new job. We're about to have another baby. All kinds. Of- oh, hold on. Lost job. Got a new job. Got a new job. About to have a baby. baby. This guy's been busy. No wonder he hasn't called in. Sweet. Congratulations. Well, we're sorry on the to new baby. We're sorry to hear that. This sweet. Congratulations he got a new job. and congratulations. Absolutely. Sweet. And now he's calling back. Stuff going on, but things are stabilizing. So I thought I'd give you a call. But I kept listening to you. I appreciate the podcast. Um. I just wanted to comment on an item from the further instructions episode uh, when Echo was giving Locke instruction and and then seemed like he was still asleep or he was kind of possessed for a minute doing that, whatever. So I, 
let's not forget that both Locke and Echo have had a confrontation, a face-to-face with the smoke monster, okay? And when uh, they had dreams that mixed before and, and in the question mark episode, all that, you know, and this incident with uh, Locke seemingly kind of possessed giving, or excuse me, Echo seemingly possessed giving Locke some, some additional instructions saying, oh, you're a hunter. Well, that smoke monster already, you know, went face-to-face with both of them perhaps recorded their memories, as we kind of saw in the confrontation with Echo, and is using those to manipulate them. So I think the smoke monster is really pulling quite a few strings with the Losties, at least with uh, uh, Echo and Locke. And I don't actually think the smoke monster is in with the others at all, not associated, not affiliated um, with them. So I also want to uh, just admit that, well, back during Season 2, I was adamant on the forums about... Uh, that I was so sure that Sun would never cheat on Jin. That I didn't care how they kind of made it look like maybe her and Baldy, whatever his name is, had, had cheated. But it still wasn't true. And uh, so fine, I admit, yes, obviously she did. But I still maintain that it's Jin's baby. I don't care. So, uh, because I do think the island has uh, healing powers, whatever, Absolutely. however that works. All right, well, keep up the great podcast, guys. Great. Thank you, Queso Grande. Um, and Michelle from Texas called, uh, actually she emailed that in and gave us the, the timeline to support that Jen is the baby's father. No, she, yeah, hold on. Let's not twist the facts here in, in your direction of uh, th- thought and theory. If you can twist facts, I can twist facts. Okay. Anyway, she gave the timeline to disprove that Jay could possibly be the father. Which would only support Jin. Which could support her being impregnated, 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 by, <laughs> impregnated, <laughs> impregnated by anyone on the island, including a polo bar man. It's her husband. I I, I would like to agree it with has you. Has to be. I would like to agree with you. It has However, to be. I think the fact but regarding Queso's call also was. Um, Smoke Monster, you know. Not affiliated. The The views and actions expressed by the Smoke Monster <laughs> are not necessarily the views of the others. What? They're no, affiliates no. or... I, I had... Um, out of sight, out of mind. I haven't really been thinking about the Smoke Monster all that much lately. Is because the... we don't really see him anymore. <clears throat> and we talk about him like he's a person. Well, he's even a him now. <laughs> Seriously. Is the smoke monster the island? That's a good question. Okay, that is a good question. Okay, because the when we talk about is the, the smoke monster a monster? Because well, the thing is, is um, John Locke says I looked into the eye of the island, and what I saw was, was beautiful. beautiful. Yes. We so, know. so is that, and and is the smoke monster a? Is he like this spirit representation of the island? That could be. We'll see. Who knows? But, <coughs> excuse me, um, what I was going to say about the, the, if they can hide and make us never see Apollo Bar and Nike. Will you stop no. it? You're going to have to, you're going to have to get over it because I, I'm not going to get over it. You are going to have to. It's annoying. It is annoying. And just, and, and I am going to continue to make it annoying as long as I am annoyed by the fact that they have not yet written them any good lines and have not yet That's convinced not me how they could be hidden so because, away for because, two seasons and tucked be, okay. under the the same tents 
just a second. Just a second with with the other with with the other fuselage survivors. Go ahead. Just because the writers don't give them any good lines doesn't mean that you can come out and start calling them nasty nicknames. I sure can. No, you can't. Why not? You explain to me why because I can't. Because I said so. Stephanie, I can still do it. There are lots of things you say, and I still do them sometimes, occasionally. From here to there. What? I don't know. I lost okay. my train of thought. So anyway, moving right along. To Guess what? My favorite sound clip maker from Nashville. Do you want to hear something funny? <laughs> what? Scott from Nashville. Yeah. Now, when Scott used to call in, he used to say, hey guys, this is Scott Sheriff. Right. Calling, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, and that was like, I always knew that was Scott. And Scott right. would email me, and obviously I saw so his email. So is there another Scott in Nashville? Well, that I've been I've been playing these calls thinking, you know, this guy sounds like a lot like Scott Sheriff, but, you know, it's not, he doesn't say this is Scott Sheriff. It, he's just said, this is Scott from Nashville. Right. It's Scott Sheriff. Well, I know. How did you know? I mean, Because it sounds just like him. <laughs> I've met him. I've talked to him. All right. This is what he sounds like. So, like I said, my favorite sound clip maker. Can you hear the sarcasm in my voice, Scott? <laughs> hey, guys. Scott from Nashville. And one of your callers on your weekend show kind of triggered a micro theory for me. Perhaps Jack is a replacement for Ethan. As we noticed in Claire's flashback, it seemed like Ethan was doing all the doctor-type um, things with her as far as giving her injections and and kind of watching over her in his lab coat. And, and maybe when they killed Ethan, they killed the other's only doctor, and so they need to get Jack to replace Ethan, which may be another reason that Juliet is working with Jack because uh, we noticed that Ethan was doing some repairs under her house. I'm not sure if that meant they had a relationship or if he's just the neighborhood plumber. But anyhow, that, uh, that occurred to me while listening to your podcast. <laughs> plumber we'll see, slash doctor. Uh, if that comes up or Surgeon. not. Surgeon. All right. We'll uh, be looking forward to hearing your podcast later this week. Bye. I think that he That's must awesome. be a... I do love Scott. You know that, cor- right? He must be a cardiologist because he both can help you clean out the pipes in inside your body and around the house. What's that got to do with your heart? The the a cardiologist, you know the the your your uh, arteries. Okay. Cholesterol buildup. Anyway, do you want to just move right along then? That would be great. All to right. Daniel in California. This is Daniel from California. I'd like to comment on, of course, your podcast and the show, of course, this previous week. First, I would like to say what an awesome episode this is. I agree. If you didn't like this one, might as well call it quits now. This episode was about one of my favorite, my one of my favorite lofties, John Locke. I look, my first comments will be towards the towards Locke's new shirt and pad and sharpie. I don't know if anyone remembers, but there there was a lot of stuff inside the hatch that the lofties could grab from there into the beach, like what weapons, food, whatever. They need it. So I'm sure there were paper pads and Sharpies there at the beach for Locke, for Mr. Locke to use. Not to mention the luggages from the fuselage where he, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of clothes they had 
and Mr. Locke had an extra shirt he could use. Remember, he went straight to one of those little lodgings they're using on the beach to sleep in and grabbed a lot of stuff for his little sweat shack, sweatshop, whatever it's called. Now, as for this time travel theory, I'm not too hooked up on the, that theory because it just sounds too messed, too out of blue and anything. The little dreams that Locke has, I believe the same thing as what Desmond had. I think he had a little dream while he was knocked out. And, of course, think it was real, just like Locke originally thought it was real and all that. Mr. Echo has his own dreams as well. So, and as for Hurley having deja vu, the only thing I think he has deja vu on because the fact that he heard what Desmond said, same thing came from what Mr. Locke said later on. And that little truck you had talked about Ben's childhood toy. I think my theory, my thought is, is I remember the fact that there's kids the others took from the tail section. Don't forget about that. Don't forget about that. But of course, since there's been a lot of people from the others, they're I'm either kids from the Dharma Institute or whatever, or actually could be their toy as well. But I'm just I'm guessing them the other way around. Well, as far as anything else goes, that's all I got to say. Take care. I love to listen to your next ones. Bye. Okay, go ahead. What was that for? <laughs> oh, I've just been loading uh, sound clips in the background. Oh, okay. Thank you, Daniel, um, for your call. Although I have a couple questions. Go ahead. Um, number one, were you listening? <laughs> Steph, that was not nice. <laughs> well, because I wanted to ask you about it, so I need to know if you heard all of it. Which one? Okay. Was I listening uh, to his? Yeah. yeah, I listened okay. to his call. So, my first question is, he says he doesn't like the time travel. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I'm sorry. Doesn't say- like the whole time, time travel idea. I understand that. Some people are, aren't just not going to like it, but I don't recall him giving any other... Well, I mean... The, the- suggestions he, well there are correct? some yeah but that's true but i have some other suggestions out there well i know that there are but he didn't give us his but that's okay okay he can just say that he doesn't like it i, suppose. I know i was just gonna never mind moving right along no so let's before we move into our um did you want to make a point i mean other than the fact well, that you totally distracted me and i forgot my point so <laughs> moving right along <laughs> Great. Before we go into our, um, what's it called? Feedback. Feedback for this for, week's episode. For this week's episode, Every Man for Himself. Do you want to talk about Soulmate.com? sponsor from Soulmate.com, Virginia Justice? Virginia, thank you very much for sponsoring this episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. And uh, if anybody out there is looking for that special someone and you have considered online dating, you would not be alone. Over 40 million people in the United States, I found out, are now using online dating services. It's a way that you can branch out of your own local community. So if there's a lot of inbreeding going on in your own hometown. Cliff! (laughs) Cliff! I mean, seriously. There are already... What's the word? Uh... Uh, what's the darn word I'm thinking of? I have no idea. That, that just came out. 
I wasn't planning on saying that or anything. So that was really bad. <laughs> but anyway. It was really bad. I mean, seriously, when we, <laughs> 10 years ago, when we got our marriage certificate, they asked us if we were related. Well, people that, some people there don't know this. There are already stigmatisms about Kentucky. <laughs> there is some stigmatism about Kentucky. And if you're in certain parts of Kentucky, it might be a wise thing to go for online dating. I laugh because I tell people, you know, some people uh, don't realize that I'm involved in ministry and that I am I have the ability to do perform marriages. And I like to joke around and say that, you know, in Kentucky, they on the marriage certificate it says, "Are you related?" It does. It does. It is a literal question. And I always and people say, "Well, that's stupid." I said, "Well, not really, because the first person I ever married was my cousin." <laughs> and they're like, "What?" I said, "No, I performed their marriage." And so, anyway, you officiated. So, anyway, if you're looking for somebody and uh, the local people just aren't cutting it for you, uh, then then perhaps online dating is the way to go. Forty million people in America are on there now. Perhaps your future mate will be online. And so, I want to encourage you that if you are looking for a service, uh, there, the Soulmate.com service is a part of the Relationship Network. Which, <coughs> excuse me, which is one of it's tied into one of the largest networks out there, and so um, there is a seven-day free tri- trial uh, for listeners of uh, GSPN. We want to encourage you, though. However, you can go to Soulmate.com and get the same seven-day free trial. However, uh, the sponsor of this show will not get the credit uh, if you go directly there. So we're going to ask you to go to GenerallySpeakingPodcast.com, and in the right-hand menu. There is a little banner ad that says, uh, we are proud to be sponsored by Soulmate.com. Click that little banner and then follow that way to get to a a very special website where Virginia Justice will get the credit for sponsoring our show. So uh, that's all I have to say about that. Hey Cliff and Stephanie, it's Big O. I just got done watching Season 3, Episode 4 entitled Every Man for Himself. And I gotta say, it was alright. It wasn't the best, it wasn't as good as last week, but it was a, it was a solid episode. Kept my interest and, uh, and it was alright. Um, there were some good moments, some bad moments, um, but there were some things that really got to me. <laughs> okay, now last week we had Magic TV Torches. This week we had Magic TV CPR. So, allow me to read to you a section found in Wikibooks. If you're not familiar with Wikibooks, this is um, a sister site. It's part of the same group that has Wikipedia. Uh, Let me read this little section to you about how to do proper CPR. Keeping your elbows locked straight. uh, Well, that's already one strike against Jack. Repeatedly bear down and then come up. Bear down and come up. You must depress the chest of an average adult about two inches with each compression. Now, wind the episode back and tell me if he was compressing that chest two inches. I'm sorry. About the only thing he was compressing was his elbows, which are supposed to be locked in straight. I had some other minor beefs about this episode, but the thing that really got me, honestly, more than anything else, was the promo at the end. You get done with the whole episode, and they say, next week on Lost, and they're showing you stuff that's going to happen, and they used the line. I can't believe they used the line. They said, 
Next week will change everything. Oh, gag me with a spoon. That is the most cliche and overused line ever. All right, I better stop there before I get too worked up. If you want to hear the rest of my rant, head over to my website at lost.big-o.org. And uh, until next time, try not to suck. Hi, Super Stephanie and Clever Cliff. This is Michelle from Texas, and I'm calling about the latest episode, Every Man for Himself. I understand and totally support... What did she say? (laughs) Check that out. Hi, Super Stephanie and Clever Cliff. This is Michelle from Texas, and I'm calling about the latest episode, Every Man for Himself. I understand and totally support that you guys aren't great fans of Sawyer. He's not my favorite either, but I really like this episode. I kept thinking that Sawyer was getting conned both in his flashback and on the island. I wonder if there really is a baby with Cassidy. Maybe she's taken her lessons from Sawyer and decided to turn the tables on him. On the island, Sawyer did get conned about the pacemaker, which I was a bit skeptical when they talked about it because none of the others seemed like great surgeons to be able to implant a pacemaker. Um, I love that we got lots of little tidbits of the puzzle. It seems like we're getting more um, bits and pieces each episode this season. For example, we learned today that Juliet's a fertility doctor. Colleen and Pickett, I guess it's Danny, were married. There's another island, wow. And someone, possibly Ben, has a tumor on his spine. Plus, Desmond has some really amazing powers of insight. Love that. Well, that's all. I'm looking forward to the next podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Michelle. Super Stephanie and Clever Cliff. Yeah. Um, I feel like a tiger. Stop it. <laughs> ah, okay. I stopped it. I was going to say something, but you keep interrupting me with those annoying little sound clips. You don't like my sound clips? If they'd stop interrupting me, I might like them. All right. I was going to say something. We'll say it. I don't remember. Michelle. Michelle. Texas. Texas. Cassidy. Oh. Cassidy. Yes, I think it would be awesome if she conned Sawyer. <laughs> Matter of fact, Jeff... Um, Somebody else believes that, too. Jeff Gentry was the very first person I saw post right after the episode. Yeah. Uh, he said... He just started a thread in the Generally Speaking Lost Forum, which is at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Right. Clicking on the GSPN Lost Forum link. Anyway, uh, one of the first things he posted was the things that we learned from this episode. And Sawyer has a baby is one of them, and he put in question marks uh, at possible or right. whatever he questioned it. Right. And so like, whoa, wait a second! I never thought about that. I never thought to question it until <clears throat> maybe this was a part of a long con on on Sawyer between Cassidy and the warden, and perhaps maybe Sawyer wouldn't have been apt to help and fork over the information to get out of jail. Perhaps he would have, if it weren't for the the baby, in a way to provide funds for that baby or what have you then he would have waited out the uh the the rest of his term and then went and got the money so maybe it was a long con and maybe he maybe. doesn't have a baby maybe. but the fact is is that i like i would like the storyline either way either way but what they did do with that story regardless if it was a con or not uh, the fact is is that they did bring out a softer side of Sawyer. They did. And it was something that, that you know, it's do, that, that they do added quite to. a bit more of that and possibly some things could happen with him. Well, the last time we saw the softer side of Sawyer was... Um... Was when they was when they showed the episode... clock timer here. Was where they showed the episode 
with Cassidy, the first one with Cassidy, where <clears throat> we talked about how um, we thought if he really did love her or not. I think that's the... Yeah. Do you follow I, me? Do you yeah, know where I'm talking about? I do, but um, I think somebody else called in and, and wanted to point out some other things about Sawyer later, so it's in one of these thousands of calls that we have, so... Okay. Next we have uh, Scott's five-minute audio segment. Is that what I... How did I do it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Scott called in lots of stuff. So what I'm going to propose that we do, since it's five minutes long, how about we take things, pause it, and comment, and and stuff like that, so it's not all really all jumbled together. Does that sound cool? That can be arranged. And then um, there was one point... in here where he gets completely cut off and immediately jumps into something else and that's because he had uh had to, he had got cut off and came right back in so anyway let's start with scott is that okay that's fine cool hey guys scott calling from nashville with a few observations of this latest episode every man for himself uh enjoyed the close-up of the cartoon eye that seems to be a returning motif we find out that the galaga is a sub some kind of submarine. Uh, when they first find Colleen and they're bringing her back, I think it's a ticket that says, this is your, it either says, this is your bad, Julia, or this is your bed, Julia, as in, this is your bed, you need to lie in it, or this is your mistake, this is your bad. So I thought that was interesting. I'm not sure exactly what the, I should go back and read the closed caption. Uh, Costanza, that was a great, great nickname Sawyer gave Munson in prison. Uh, notice the Brazilian stereotypes, the way Paulo uh, kicks up the uh, golf ball. Looks like he's doing a soccer thing. He's got a soccer shirt on. If you look closely, he can't hit a golf ball to save his life. He shanks his driver about 10 feet into the water, and then 30 seconds later, or 10 seconds later, we hear it splash. That was a bad continuity error. You can clearly see the ball take a nosedive into the surf as soon as he hits it. And then Scottish stereotypes with uh, Desmond. I saw that one coming. In fact, I said it just as he said it, which is pretty funny. Uh, my wife was in the room. And I said, it's because you're Scottish. And he said, it's because I'm Scottish. Anyway, uh, notice the incision on Sawyer. At least, I'm no doctor, but it looked way too small to be a uh, incision for a pacemaker. So I kind of doubted that from the get-go, that it was a Okay, that's the one point I want to stop. Okay. Um, I will tell you that I am overly surprised at incision sizes for anything that any doctor does. Right. Um, as far as I know, pacemakers aren't huge. Right. Uh, and it is amazing what surgeons can do. So I'm not necessarily sure that the size of the incision shown was enough to say, eh, definitely that was not put in there. But obviously it, it seemed to be the con. So anyway. Right. Good, uh, good, good observation. Anyway, pacemaker. Uh, the cold water in the in the cage was a nice touch when he was getting that turned was on funny. by the uh, by Kate changing. I thought that was pretty funny. Yes, I agree. Um, and then uh, I chose the closed captioning when they were Jack was in the room. He was hearing some voices in the box, and the, the words were under control. And yeah, you know what he's doing to Carl. Uh, and then another one was, it was a mistake bringing those two here. I'm not sure if they're talking about Kate and Sawyer or um, Alex and Carl. So maybe they've brought Alex and Carl to the island, the other island, or something. Um, then Ben says, 
this is not why, and then he's interrupted. So probably this is not why we brought him here was to save Colleen, but I think we know why he was brought here when we saw this final uh, x-ray. Uh, when Jack announces the time of death, there's no clock there, so he has no idea what time it is. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and then Danny goes out to beat up on Sawyer, and he asks Kate if she loves him. And I'm wondering if he's thinking, if nobody loves Sawyer, then he can go ahead and kill him. But if somebody loves him, then he's worth saving. If that somehow plays into... Just a few more observations, and then I'll be done. Uh, Sawyer says, or he gets the uh, look in his eye like, I just sealed the con uh, when Munson says, I need your help, and tells him uh, that he wants to keep the warden from getting it. So uh, it's interesting to see Sawyer as a con man, even in prison. And uh, when Sawyer says to Kate, if you really love me, go, I'm thinking that he might have said that to uh, that girl he did the long con with. I think Callie is her name or something. But uh, I don't have the old episode, so that's just a guess. But I think I remember him saying that. All in all, I think the flashback shows that Sawyer conned his way out of prison. He has a daughter. But more importantly, character development, that he has a heart. Even though he says, I don't want to be a part of her life, I don't have a daughter, we find out that he sets up a trust fund for her. So despite all that denial and supposed ambivalence, he has a heart under that, all that. So maybe he is a good guy after all. Who knows? Uh, we know the Hydra station is off-island, apparently. And Henry uses a quote that says, the guy gets too lonely and he gets sick from the Of Mice and Men book. So I'm wondering if since Henry is sick, is he trying to surround himself with people? Maybe he was by himself and he got too lonely and he got sick. Uh, just, a, just a thought. Um, and uh, the only other thing that reminded me of was I know they once in a while will do a nod to an old Star Trek or Twilight Zone episode and there was a, tw there was a Star Trek episode called The Carbon Mite Maneuver and it was about a little boy who was all alone on a planet but he was lonely so he set up this thing in space to attract the Enterprise and then he set up this ruse where it was supposedly this real evil looking alien anyway kind of showing my roots here as a Star Trek fan, but uh, that's what kind of reminded me that Henry was this lonely little guy on the island, and he just started it, maybe started attracting people and, and created himself a little community, because he does seem to be the one in control. Anyway, that's it. Glad you're still podcasting. Stay lost. Thank you, Scott. That was a lot of information. That was a lot of information. It was a lot of good information. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of basically a pretty decent overview of the episode and, uh -huh. and some of the um, the things there. Should have played that for a recap. <laughs> or you know, and, and Stephanie has some things going on, and she's spending some time with fa family. Lost Cleo, right? And so that kind of works in for the the reference desk right. of the week. So definitely awesome. Thank you very much. What do we got next, Steph? Um, is it Dave? Dave Kim. Dave Kim. And, uh, he's, Serialized dramas. Yeah, this is a pretty decent call. Hey guys, this is Dave Kim calling from San Francisco, Hi. California. Cliff and Stephanie, I just heard your podcast this past uh, couple of days. I uh, really enjoyed it. I want to say great job. Just wanted to comment on uh, your conversation regarding serial dramas, um, necessitating that you have to start from the beginning or else you're really out of place. I wanted to say that in uh, a lot of Asian countries, 
a lot of them are serial dramas from the get-go. In fact, uh, Korea, South Korea, has uh, almost all serial dramas. In fact, I can't even recall, uh, other than comedy shows, uh, any show that isn't a serial drama. In fact, um, they capture 50-60% of the studio audience uh, when they do play on the really popular ones. And there's one in particular called Jewel, uh, of the Jewel of the Palace, and that ran for 52 weeks, 54 weeks, sorry. And that's considered the most popular Asian serial drama. And it's interesting because, you know, we're just starting to see that in America. And in a lot of Asian countries, the solution to not be able to capture the first episodes is there's a whole industry that's popped up where you go to video stores and you rent for a buck and you keep it as long as you want until you're done and return it, uh, any episodes that you want uh, on VCR tape. I know it sounds like a crazy deal, but that's really the way it works. And so I don't know what kind of industries that might pop up here in America, but it seems that, you know, there's a lot of room for character development. There's a lot of room for surprise plots and twists. Um, one of the problems in Asia, though, is that there's a tendency to end really badly and that the experience of watching it throughout is the more enjoyable part. So that's my concern of how either Lost or even Heroes, as you guys are starting to mention lately, uh, is going. In fact, you know, in the first couple of episodes, we're kind of seeing that the plot progression is really dragging, and that's really been disappointing. So just want to add my two cents about that. Um, again, love the podcast. Keep doing it. I'm glad you guys are passing the 50 mark. That's great. Have a good day. Thank you very much, Dave Kim. Absolutely. And this is a conversation that Stephanie and I are having with people out in public quite frequently. Because uh, a lot of people, for some reason, they ask us about Lost, how's it's going. I have no idea why, why people would actually think that we knew anything about Lost. But uh, anyway. The funny thing is, is that most of them don't watch it well well that's the thing they're always like yeah. so i turned on lost and blah blah what's blah what's going blah. on i can't stand that show i have no clue what's going on and so we get to talk this this conversation of what style of television show it, it, it is being a serialized drama being one that that basically builds on prior information that mm-hmm. you know to be honest with you it can be the best television experience you have if you watch it from the beginning and I, I'm sure we've said this a couple times here, but the fact is, is that the problem is, is that if you're five or six weeks into this, into the brand new series, and you haven't watched it before, there's little chance that you'll just turn it on and all of a sudden really start enjoying right. it. That's not so much the case in in the first season, because they're still developing characters. But in the second season, halfway through, when all the character development has pretty much taken place. Uh, well, they expect the audience, the writers expect the audience to have the information that has previously been given uh, and have that that foundation there. And if you don't have that foundation, these shows make no sense. And there's, with Heroes, it's come up like that, and, and 24 is like that. I've watched Heroes from the beginning, and sometimes it still doesn't make sense. The biggest problem is, and a lot of people give me a hard time last season about the fact that I was so down on 24. The fact is, we, we missed an episode because of our DVR issue, and then we were going to wait. We had the the next episode following that, 
And uh, we were going to download. Uh, via, Which it wasn't available. It wasn't available. We couldn't find it. Not at least a decent format. Right. And so what happens? We missed one episode and, and we, we quit watching. The whole season. We quit watching. I, and I'm a type of person. I don't like to miss information. No, well, and with I, that show, you can't. Well, you needed that one hour of information. I, I think it would have been possible to miss it. But the thing is, it wouldn't have been an, as enjoyable for me. And, and therefore, we quit watching right. 24 because... We missed one episode, and I think the good thing, the couple things that they're doing good, I think it's awesome now that these we shows are available. We might watch it in January. We might, but then again, we've missed an entire season, and so... But, see, I, I don't think that you really... Well, here's the deal. I think it matters, because you've never missed a full season, except for this except last for one. Except for this past one. The problem is, is that I never saw season one. That's true. I started watching season two, and that what that was that chick's name? The his ex wife, was it his what? Was it his ex wife? His wife died. Oh, okay. But the girl he was didn't, the girl who killed his wife. Yes, yeah. it wasn't she have wasn't he having an affair with her before he knew that she exactly was Nina, yeah. Nina Nina, and, and so the I didn't know any of that right. And you were explaining it to me, and the only reason that I picked up on it and, and understood some of the conflict and some of the. The the um, the emotion. intrigue and emotion that's behind it, it, it would have had no impact if you didn't explain all that to me in detail. And so that's the problem. But I think that the good thing is is that these these uh, broadcasters are putting it up on iTunes. They're making it available via their website, and um, I I think that's excellent. I, but it still doesn't solve the problem if people continually miss right. and they they don't make an effort to go and find ways to get it. So. Next up, we have Emily from Ohio. Yes. And uh, she's going to talk about Mr. Echo and how upset she'll be, I think, if, if he, they kill him off. Wow. Uh, this is Emily from Ohio, and I do have to disagree with you guys again. I really did enjoy this episode. The flashback was a bit, but everything else, I didn't feel it was a dull moment. And, um, of course, I did ask, where was Locke and Echo? Let's go back um, everyone's saying this is going to die within the next two episodes. To me, if the producers kill Mr. Echo, they would make me mad and make a serious mistake. This would mean that he would be the last, um, and after all, he's the last of the season two regulars. Um, he's the last survivor of the tail section next to Bernard. And, um, the last regular to join season two to still be alive. Plus, his story is much more interesting. And he's much more complicated than Sawyer, and his flashbacks are far better than Sawyer or Charlie. In fact, that's because he's cool with Locke. I love his story, and if the writers kill him off, I'm going to be pretty mad. Because it wouldn't be fair to him, or his story, to invest so much time in him just to kill him off. Because I think he has a long way to go before deserving such a thing. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you very much, Emily. I don't think it would be fair to anybody to kill him off after they've spent so much time developing this story. There are well here But if somebody's got to go, somebody's not that I want to see Echo go. I don't. Mhm. I think at this point I don't want to see anybody go except for some of those new others. But new others or the new not so others but just showed up on the outskirts no, the of the others. Okay. No, the others. Like, like Colleen just died. I mean, that that's fine. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Now, <laughs> let, let, I want to point out this, this is the this is the first year that I have not really been spoilerish 
right. I'm, I'm not going to spoiler fix anymore, and I'm not doing any of those things. And matter of fact, the only kind of spoiler information I get now is coming up next week on Lost, right? And, and then Bonnie Coble, which is so tainted with their with, own spin, yeah. Which I mean, it. I mean, I of course I, the way they they were showing the whole. I, I love him. him and all that stuff. I just knew for a fact that they're making that look like she's saying she loves Sawyer. And it's like, that's, that's just proof to me that she's right. not choosing Sawyer. So, anyway. And then, of course, Bonnie Koval from Lost.about.com has been doing our mm-hmm. uh, preview. But that's just the ABC release and just telling us. So, I've not been watching and listening to the spoilers. And and I've I've not pretty much... I haven't avoided that section of the Lost forum on our site. Uh, but I have not really gone in and re- read all the details of them. But I did hear they said that between now and the end of the first six episodes, somebody was going to die. So that's but in the I, next two episodes. Well, hold on. That's what, that's the whole reason so I've went this far. Right. To, to explain to the... I read that statement before the last episode. Okay. And Colleen died in the last episode. And okay. so I'm thinking... That if that was a uh, that that was out there before, so are they saying that just to throw people or, off? Um, so every they man say, for himself. okay, so they say that somebody's going to die, and we automatically assume that it's going to be a main character. A main character. Well, and then we see the story we did la- uh, on Wednesday night. We talked about Josh Holloway and the cast being afraid right, of losing their right. jobs. The Grim Reaper. Yes, and, and that we, we told people get like over that. it. I mean, it's like you're still going to get a job somewhere, Mister. Josh Holloway, I mean, hello, it's like you're not going to go and get a movie deal or something. But anyway, um, so what I have to say, though, is that I believe that they said somebody's going to die before the end of this first six, series, six episodes, and I believe they said that before the last episode. Before Colleen which, died. And I think that Colleen dying was the one. But however, I have heard somebody else say at least one person will die. And as I was watching... This last episode and seeing Echo laying there, you know, after Locke had pulled him out mm-hmm. of the bear's den, um, I sat there and thought to myself, you know, I could see them taking Echo off the off the show, and I would not want to. Mm-mm. But here's the deal: I, I'm thinking Adewale Aknaye Ekbaje is, you know, he was a pretty big actor before he was on this show, right? And, you know, I, I think that he has contributed a lot to the storyline of what's happened on the show. And I believe perhaps maybe he, if anybody, he might be not only not concerned about whether or not he might be killed off, but if maybe he's looking to say, hey, let's go do something else before he becomes typecasted as the Nigerian right. drug lord priest. Right. So I, hmm. that's just the thought that I have, but I don't want him to go. Well, I, I like Mister. I mean, honestly, I don't think anybody wants to see anybody go at this point. No, there are some people I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it, it's obvious I'm not a huge fan of Sawyer, and and I think that well, the not, show could do I'm without him. I'm not a huge him. fan, but I don't want to see him be killed yet. Uh, I don't think I've seen enough about him yet. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm pretty tired of it. I, I and, and I <coughs> I'm not alone. I there are a number of people who have emailed us and said, "Listen, if I never see a Jack Cater Sawyer back, flashback again, I'd be okay." And you know, and somebody said, "Well, I I read on the forum that it said, okay, well, Jack, they need to at least show us where his tattoos come from. But for goodness' Good sake, get rid of the daddy issue crap because we already know all about it." Right. 
So I'm, I'm just sharing with you what, I I've, what I've read online. I'm just processing it as you share. I gotcha. And, and you know, I really, I mean, Sawyer, he doesn't irritate the crud out of me as much as he used to, but... <laughs> But uh, I don't know who else would I like to see? who I, I who know. I could see um, Bernard and Bernard is is maybe somebody that could be disposable at this point. Well, yeah, we haven't seen him. You know, for quite I, some well, time. I think I think they need to keep Rose. I mm-hmm. think Rose is definitely a more interesting character than our dentist friend. Um, <coughs> who else is out there? Um, thinking yeah hurley definitely you can't get rid, of hurley, get rid of hurley but i'm I, I will tell you i'm upset with the writers for for the just the little bits and clips we need a hurley eccentric episode yes we do we need we need some more love from her jorge garcia because they're not giving him enough and um yeah i think i, I don't know Char- we'll charlie claire i think they need to develop that a little bit more absolutely they need to maybe turn it into the charlie claire love triangle show or something i don't know I don't know. Didn't I, didn't we get a comment or a message? There might be an email uh, down here about something about a triangle with Desmond and Claire. And Claire and Charlie. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I I read that. I don't know if it's in these notes or if it's something that got put in my. Well, we got some more calls. Do you, should we go back yeah. to the phone line? Absolutely. Go back and I'll flip through these. Okay, Fred. Hey guys, it's Fred from the Long Island, not the Lost Island. Just wanted to let you know that I was on location today in Times Square, New York City, uh, right across the street from the ABC Good Morning America studio, and they had a giant, they have a giant TV screen on that building, and I was hoping to maybe catch a glimpse of some lost advertising to pump me up on a Wednesday. Unfortunately, when I got there, I look up and I see a big advertisement for Ugly Betty, which, although a good show in its own right certainly not lost. So that was a little disappointing, but it's okay. I still got pumped up on a Wednesday out in front of ABC, ready for this tonight's episode. And what's up with the lack of a normal conversation on this island? This is a pet peeve of mine that I've been discussing with my wife, and she agrees. Ever since uh, the hunting party episode, I've wondered why our losties have never started a real conversation with the others about who everybody is, how they got there, why the others aren't helping them in their distress and how to get off the island. When Jack met Tom or Mr. Friendly in the jungle, why didn't he start blurting out something about how they crashed, why aren't you helping us, if you hate us so much, please help us to get out of here. Uh, It seems like nobody ever had this conversation on this show. And even now, with the three of them prisoners, they don't seem to be having any kind of conversation, and saying, who are you people, every once in a while, doesn't really cover it. So, what's up with that? Okay, so, anyway, I, I think he has a valid point there. He had some more to say, but we're, we definitely need to get into some other calls as well. Uh, <coughs> going on this conversation thing mm-hmm. that Fred brought up, that's something that puzzles me. I think it would be too easy for them to just sit down and have a conversation. Well, here, here's It'd be my... the end of the season. It'd well, be the end of the show. Not necessarily. I mean, I, one of the things I'm I'm thinking about the fuselage survivors. 
Okay. Okay. How often do they sit down together Never. as a group and strategize? Never. How do they, how often do they get together and talk about okay, let's talk about our housing arrangement here? Never. How how often do they get together and vote on whether or not how they're going to work out their protection so that more of them don't get killed? This stuff doesn't happen. I mean, you've got you've got Jack and you got Locke, you got Saeed and you got Kate. And they get together and they do all this strategizing and talking and then they occasionally will give a speech. Listen, we all have to move inward to the caves because that's where the water is and we want you all to move. And, and occasionally you, we got to move everything away from the ocean because the tide's coming up. But, but you never see a community to town meeting on this island. And uh, I, I think that that's kind of frustrating. I'm thinking... You know, hey, let's talk. But what you do see on this island is everybody living their life as if they've settled in, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like you got people just doing their everyday, you know, you got sun, you know, planting a garden and you got... um, Well, they have to eat. Well, still, I mean, I'm just saying that people seemingly are like, you know, somebody's going to take care of everything. Right. You know, we don't. I don't need to really know what's going on. It's it's a bummer. Anyway, it's I, frustrating. I agree. Fred, we agree with you. No, no real good conversations are taking place. I think that after two months of being on this island, people are going to get together in big group discussions and and have some have some town meetings or would something. Think. I would think. Anyway, Gerald in Texas. Absolutely. Hey, Stephanie. Uh, my name is Gerald, calling from Keller, Texas. Hey, I'm. Actually, pausing on this week's uh, podcast, um, you guys are right. I'm at the part where you're talking about uh, reading where the wild things are and the possibility that time is not passing off the island for these folks. That when they get off, they'll go back. Whatever time has not passed for them, that they that they go back to that same point in time when they left the island. But I think they eliminated that possibility last week by showing the World Series. That has to have happened um, in real time in the real world. So that's just uh, something that hit me when I was talking about it. Got to get back to your podcast. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thank you very much, Gerald, for bringing that up. However, I want to... That matter of fact, that just like cued something in my mind. Here's the thing. Perhaps this whole time thing, the island has been in the future and gave uh, Ben the ability to record events that have happened in the future because it's outside. They they have some kind of connection to the outside world where events continue to take place. But so on the saying- island, it hasn't happened yet. And perhaps when the what happened with Desmond is when he was in the hatch and they did the fail-safe thing, he kind of got sucked into this time thing where he did see things happen he experienced the future but because of the the atmosphere or the 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 anomaly that's happening on this that's happening on this island he got brought back without his clothes and he's been brought back to island time or island lack of time okay and so therefore that's how he kind of has seen the future i'm not saying i think you're saying so you're you're kind of saying that that if they ever get off this island, they'll go back and it'll be September of four, and then they'll find out in October or November that that uh, Red Sox won the World yeah. Series. Yeah, matter of fact, and the, and and everybody will be rich because they 
they will all have Jack will have told them all to place money on that, on, and, okay. and so therefore they would yeah. all be rich. Okay, sweet, very cool. Anyway, I don't know, but Gerald, <laughs> thanks for calling in, and I don't mean to disagree with everybody. I just yes, you do. Okay, maybe I do. <laughs> How's it going, GSPN? This is Idaho Ryan. Um, I just got done. Well, this is actually a Thursday morning. I wanted to call you last night, but I didn't have an internet connection to get your number, so I am calling at work. Um, Cliff, Stephanie, you guys are awesome. I love this podcast. I just listened to two of them, and you're definitely the best one. Um, last night's episode, um, let me rewind a little bit. Last week, people were calling in, and I read a lot of um, forums that last week was the best episode ever of Lost. I beg to differ. Last night was absolutely the best episode ever created by Lost. It was awesome. Um, edge of the seat, the whole show. Um, I know you guys don't like Sawyer, but... Uh, Sawyer, you get to like Sawyer a little bit more if you didn't before, or even more if you liked him before, which I do. I like Sawyer a lot. Um, I can't believe he has a daughter. It's crazy. Anyway, um, Jack, I don't know about Jack. Uh, he sh- I don't think he should have started operating on uh, the girl that got shot. For me, Forgive me, I forgot her name. Um, I think he maybe should use that as leverage, but I guess in Jack's character, I guess you can kind of guess that he would do that just because he's a hero kind of guy. So. Um, Anyway, usually I watch the, the episode once and just for entertainment purposes, then I go back and watch it again to get all the juicy uh, Easter eggs and stuff like that, which I haven't done yet, so I can't really go into detail. I just, this is my first call, so I just wanted to call and say you guys are awesome. Last night's show was the best ever, and I'm assuming um, all, you know a lot of people that think the same thing. So anyway, looking forward to next week's episode and uh, the next two, I guess, and then um, going into a deep depression because we can't watch it again for, I don't know, six years. So anyway, um, you guys are awesome. Hopefully I get online here or on the, on the air and uh, so all my friends can hear me uh, be a geek on, uh, on a podcast. Anyway, love you guys. Bye. You, Six years. you are definitely allowed to geek out here anytime you want, Mr. Idaho Ryan. And uh, tell all your friends about us, and tell them to come and listen to us. Uh, anyway, I wanted to point out the uh, something that he said that th- made me think of something, and now I forget. Um, oh, to be the oh no, it was no, it was just the uh, the Easter eggs. He says he usually likes to go in and find all the Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. By all means, uh, Ryan, we we invite you to call us. Uh, you know, Thursday morning. Uh, Friday morning and leave us a voicemail with all the Easter eggs that you were able to find in the show because I used to do that a lot too and and unfortunately I I don't have as much time and so if you are interested in in pulling out those Easter eggs and calling us and letting us know then uh, that will make this weekend show even better so glad to hear from you and who do we have next Stephanie do you know is that John in Connecticut Connecticut all right Hey guys, this is John from Hamden, Connecticut, calling. And uh, I just finished listening to your podcast this afternoon, actually, at lunch, as I always do in my car. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed every time. And I was thinking about the time travel thing with, um, I can never remember his name, uh, you know, the guy that was in the hatch. Desmond. Uh, and he ended up on the beach with no clothes. And I agree with some of the other people that called that he must have been traveling through time, um, thinking of movies like The Terminator and, and things like that. And uh, also thought that maybe when that plane, uh, the plane came came crashing to the island, that maybe 
um, they went through a time rift of some sort, you know. So not quite sure where I'm going with that, but uh, just kind of thinking about it. And um, also in the last episode that just aired last night, um, the one that was uh, Sawyer's flashback, uh, I'm sure that you guys have probably picked up on this right away, but it looked like he was putting that lightning rod there to attract the lightning away from Claire. Um, and I'm figuring because he was trying to tell her that you know, he wanted to build a roof for her, and I'm guessing it was to protect her. So, again, I, it's something that he obviously um, experienced before and was trying to change. So, anyway, that's it. I don't really have anything else to say. Um, you know, again, I think you guys do a great job, and take care. Bye. Okay, great. Thank you, John. Um, I think I pointed out, I think I said on Wednesday, if not, I thought it, was that um, Desmond sitting up the... the What's it called? Lightning, Lightning rod. rod um, was definitely to to pull the yep. the lightning away from from Claire's tent. But didn't he in the beginning point out that there was a hole in it, and that maybe the hole came from the lightning? Or well, something? I I think I think he of course was, it would have done more. He didn't say that there was a hole. hole. I don't think he actually said he there said was there a was hole. something wrong with it. He said there's something wrong with your. You should let me fix it. Fix it. Which I think he was just trying to get them to move out from under it for a while, so that when the lightning did strike, okay, they wouldn't be there. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Alrighty. So next we have, is this the same Marius? The same Marius Monte Cristo. Say it has to be. Um, who called to say? <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> Why not? Because I'm not saying that. I'll have you know in the show notes I have Marius called to say that Paulo has no balls. I'm not saying Hello, that. Cliff and Stephanie. It's Marius in Chicago. I just wanted to leave a comment about something I noticed from your last podcast. Uh, you guys discussed the scene where Desmond walks up to Paulo on the beach and mentioned how amazing it is that he actually has golf balls left to use after such a long time. Hold on. I know what he meant I, because I, I read the email. No, I Didn't he send an email? He sent an email too. Okay. <laughs> well, it's funny. I'm sitting here thinking, man, this is people are going to be upset with Cliff and his humor about this because uh, it's really not that funny and it's a little childish. But it, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of Sister <laughs> Act is it Sister Act two where they what? try to save the school or Sister Act one where where mm. the lady says, you know, the- can't we have a baseball team or or a volleyball team? He says. We haven't got the balls for that. Right. No, that's two. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry, Marius. Go ahead. I'm stuck on the island. And what's even more amazing is the fact that he's launching whatever golf balls he has left into the water. Uh, but the one thing that I caught that may explain this is that um, if you watch the beginning of the scene, they start out with a close-up of uh, a bucket in the sand tipped on its side. And inside is some is like a pile of some kind of lime green fruit, or at least some kind of seeds from some kind of fruit. And... Um, they also show a shot of what it is that he does launch into the water right before he takes a swing at it. And even though it's for only a second, you can tell that it's the same color as the, the things in the bucket. And um, they're about the same size as a golf ball and everything, so I had to assume that that's what he was using instead uh, as a substitute for golf balls. Um, which would explain why he's you know just sitting on the beach driving one after the other into the water. Um, just something I wanted to point out. I'm also going to include um, screenshots that I took of it. So just check it out and let me know what you think. Um, you guys are great. Keep up the good work. Glad to have you back. I'm sure everyone agrees. Happy 52nd, I believe. And keep it up. Stay lost. 
Thank you, Marius. That that's a good. Oops, sorry. That's a good observation. It is. It, it's a very good observation. I, I didn't catch it when I was watching the episode, and uh, he did send over some screen captures, which I don't know that I'll put in our show notes. But uh, if, if you want, they'll be. They should probably be, be available on uh, the Lost Forum. And it was just a piece of tape, Stephanie. I spent most of the day cleaning, and you're like, the house isn't clean. Well, duh, you just threw a piece of tape on the table. Oh, goodness. All right, I'm sorry. That's all right. That's a whole nother podcast altogether. So next we have Alaska Brad. Alaska Brad. Wow. Hey, th- hey guys. Wow. Uh, Cliff wow. Steph, this is Brad. Whoa. Uh, from Alaska. <laughs> hey, I just uh, wanted to comment on uh, this week's episode, Every Man for Himself. It wasn't until I watched it again, actually, with my wife, uh, that uh, I realized that they have a submarine. I could not believe that. Uh, answered a lot of questions for me, especially in the uh, Jin and uh, Sun uh, episode, as far as uh, those guys coming onto the dock dry and uh, and trying to take over the boat. Well, because they got off the sub and onto the dock and then onto the boat. I just a submarine! Holy moly! Who'd have thought? Anyways, I just thought that was really cool and wanted to share it. All right. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye. Thank you, Alaska Brad. And I only caught one thing out of out of his uh, out of his voicemail. What's that? The first time he watched it, he watched it without his wife. What's up with that? What kind of man watches a show without his wife? The first time. No doubt. What's I, up with that? I no, don't know. Just... I would hurt. You know, seriously, thank you, um, Alaska Brad. I did not catch the submarine until i saw it posted well here's the deal um or got an email about it yeah well um in the whole i heard him scene, say it he said um it was ben right yeah ben comes in juliet and I jack are like getting ready to go into this dots. major love scene or something yeah stop right. it anyway he says you've got to come now the sub is back right and so and i totally i heard him say it but i did not connect the dots until this, it, and until people hit it didn't make it sense in. until then all of a sudden they go out and they show the island as a separate island from the other one and so it still didn't make sense to me then okay well that's fine and, and that's I'm why we have things. that yes you are in fact this is generally speaking about lost and we have listeners out there who come in and give us some awesome stuff like that so and thank you alaska brad who's next um next we have andrew andrew from salt lake city utah is that, is that andrew from utah <laughs> Who else is Andrew that calls us every week? Well, it didn't say, so I just thought I'd ask. Well, let's listen to Andrew and see what he has to say. What's up, guys? It's the famous Andrew from Utah. Uh, I'm sorry. It is the famous Andrew from Utah. I called and let you guys know that swears on the cover of Men's Journal magazine. Stop it! And Kate is on Self magazine. I I had to kind of pull a Tom. And not check it out because it was around all the women magazines and there was women there and I didn't want to be, like, pervish, I guess. <laughs> but, um, I wanted to know, too, if uh, Sawyer music can be played when you guys talk about him, like, bring up the little circus music he gets when he gets his fish biscuit. And then I'm going to predict that Tom's going to die here soon. One of the others, men have to die because all ladies have been dying, so I think Tom's going to go next. My prediction. Yeah, what's Sticking up with that? Sticking to it. I'm glad you guys are back. The last show was fun. What's Stuff up with laughing. laughing? Killing That's all the women. Talk to you guys later. Stay lost. Thank you, Andrew. Um, I don't. You think they need to kill a guy just 
because just because just because it could be fun. Let's let's do let's think about that. You have Anna Lulu and Libby, Shannon, and Shannon, and, and then Colleen, Colleen. Okay, but and then, then for Ethan guys, Goodwin, Ethan Goodwin, Nathan, and Scott, Scott, and so uh, the pilot, the, the, oh, the, the pilot, the pilot. Um, but you know that was like way back in the pilot. We don't remember that. Yeah. So obviously we don't because we didn't um, just mention it or anything. <laughs> recently, they've been killing all women. Are you roaring at me? <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's see what Jocelyn has to say. That was so not even hey, funny. Stephanie, it's Jocelyn from Los Angeles. Just calling in with a few thoughts on this week's show. I just have two input things. <laughs> the first is that Apollo Bar was actually um, golfing with fruit, which is probably even more annoying to me. Okay. <laughs> first of all, thank you, Jocelyn, for agreeing that he is the Apollo Bar man. Oh, goodness. Okay. So go on with the Apollo Bar has no golf balls. Because... They're on a desert island, and food is probably not the first thing that you should be throwing into the ocean. And the second thing is, I think that Jack, when he was um, pushing his hands up and down Colleen after she was dead, I think he was just kept trying and trying to bring her back, just like as we saw when Charlie was hung, and they came, and he wasn't breathing, and he was dead, and Jack kept pushing up and down and beating him to death and he came back alive and I think he was trying to do the same thing with Colleen because I think even though that she was an other I think that Jack is such an honest and good person that no matter who is dying he wants to save them so I think he was really really trying to save Colleen even though she was pretty much there was nothing you could do. So those are the two things that I wanted to call in and say, and I'll be looking forward to hearing your podcast. I guess we'll see it tomorrow or hear it tomorrow. Thanks so much, guys, and keep up the great work on the show. Bye. Thank you, Jocelyn. Um, I will have to say that I disagree that Jack um, would try to save Colleen because, what did she say, he's a good and honest man. I think it's more that he's plagued by the desperate need to save everybody. But he's also a pretty good and decent man, too. But his Maybe. his desire to be the hero is, is obviously a prideful issue that some men I know face. <laughs> so what does Josh from Connecticut have to say? Let's find out. Didn't we already play somebody from Connecticut? We did. It was John. John from Connecticut? Oh, this is John, too. That's not Josh. It's John. Is it the same one? I don't know. Let's find out. One hey, says, guys. This is uh, John calling from Hamden, Connecticut. Yeah, I was just listening to your newest podcast, and uh, Stephanie was saying how she had never seen Sawyer show character up until ah. the point in the last episode where he gave his daughter the money. Um, and I just thought of two other ones that maybe she hadn't remembered. Or I said, just in my opinion. Of. No, he said, he, he's, he's, not, okay. he's not telling you you were wrong. He's saying... Here's two, just to give you some thought, okay. food for thought. Okay. Okay. He's not. It, 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 hello. I didn't say it was. I was just saying. I know. I'm just giving you a hard th- time. For me. Yeah. Okay, but here. Go here, ahead. Let me hear him. Maybe I'll agree with uh, him. That I think showed that he had character. One was, uh, I think it was in the first season, near the end, when he was with Jack, 
and he told him how he had seen his father in the in a bar in Australia, and uh, basically it seemed like he was telling him because he wanted him to know that his father cared about him. Okay, what about that? You know what he's talking about, right? I know exactly what he's talking I about. I agree with him. That was an episode where where Sawyer was a complete creep all the way up to that point, and I, I had completely forgotten about that until John just called in this week and told us this. But do you recall that Jack was like, you know, he was down on himself and and uh, Sawyer says, listen, you know, I think it's important that you know that I I knew your dad. I, I, I met him at this bar and he said he wished he was half the doctor that you are. And he, he didn't have to say that, you know, but he did. Okay. So, okay. So do you agree that that showed some character? I'd have to go back and watch it and okay. see his intentions. Okay. See his motives. So okay. I thought that was, you know, that was him doing something nice that he didn't necessarily have to do. He should have done, but he didn't necessarily have to do it. Um, and another time was when he said in the end of the last season that Jack was the only friend or the best friend that he had, uh, which I thought was, his thing. was in a way saying that he was his friend. So. I, I thought that was a nice thing to say. But anyway, those are the only two things I could think of. Uh, so I'll go back to listening to your uh, podcast. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I want to tell you, Stephanie. Okay. John from Connecticut called, and that was a minute and 15 seconds. The original call was like a minute and 45 seconds. Did you cut it in half and make it two? No. Oh. But okay. but here's what go I was going to tell you is that he said the first one, and he gave the exp- the explanation of right. um, um, Sawyer telling Jack about his dad. And he goes, and the second one was, um, uh, I forget. I guess he really is a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I should have left it in there you now should've. that I think about it. That was funny. <clears throat> he, he had actually said, right. Cliff, you're going to have to edit this. Okay. And so I and went so straight into the second. nice, and then you're mean, and tell everybody anyway. Yeah, I know. What a creep yeah. I am. I know. Just I do like have Sawyer. one more That's feedback that's not like listed him. here. You do. Yeah. Can You're I play not allowed it? to do that. I know. You can look, I'm in charge. You cannot deviate from my list. Okay. What do you want to do next? No, go ahead. Hi Cliff, this is uh, Jonathan from Florida, but uh, I'm actually going to be calling myself John Doe from this point forward. I the, the last time I called Jane Jack show, I uh, I was really excited about the last lost episode and I forgot to say who I was, so they called me John Doe and I kind of like it and that's what I'm going with from this point on. Um, I just listened to you guys' podcast for the first time. I've been an avid listener of uh, of Jay and Jack ever since they first started. I've been watching Lost since the first episode, and I decided to branch out a little bit and find some other podcasts to listen to. And I absolutely love you guys' podcast. I think you're absolutely fantastic. Um, you guys are, are great together. Uh, uh, Stephanie has an infectious giggle every time she laughs. I laugh along with her. I think you guys are great. And one of the things I, I like is that you can listen to, to Jay and Jack, and, and then you can listen to you guys back to back. And there's it's not like the two compete against each other. They they complement each other uh, perfectly. You just get a bigger uh, picture of what's going on. And uh, you know I've always thought that Jay and Jack was the, the, the best podcast out there, but you guys are, are just comparable to them. So 
Um, now that I've taken up all this time introducing that, I'm probably not going to be leaving my major theories and stuff. I'll call back at another time and do that. Uh, just wanted to say that I'm a new listener. I uh, love the, the podcast, you guys. I, I'm a, uh, a musician myself, and I do a lot of uh, studio work. I understand the amount of work and time that it goes in to record something like this and research it and then do the post-production. Uh, certainly appreciate the time you're putting into it and doing it all for free. So it's, you know, I appreciate it and all your listeners appreciate it as well. Please keep up the good work. And uh, the next time I call, rather than just rambling on about uh, all of this, I'll tell you uh, my uh, uh, basic uh, theories on the show and so forth. So for now, this is John Doe signing off. Thank you very much, John. What an awesome uh, praise, and, and we thank you for that. And uh, we're very much looking forward to hearing more from you and your theories, and uh, we'll try not to vigorously disagree ag- against them. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they support our preconceived we, we ideas will, of we Lost, will we will not. or not, based upon what it, the theory is. Yeah, we're, we just have fun here, and uh, we're, we're just two people sitting in our living room. It's amazing how many people think we're actually famous now, so... Uh, Which, for not, I still go to the grocery like any normal person. Oh, t- come on. Now, you know that you send somebody to go out and do all that stuff for you. Because me, every baby. time we go out in Look public, people are like, It's Stephanie from the Weekly Loss Podcast! Look at me. Yeah. As soon as I become famous, I will totally be sending someone to the grocery and cleaning my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, do we want to read some emails? or We're at an hour and 20 minutes. Are we really? We are. I knew that was going to happen. We have so many emails here, though. We have so many emails, but really, we just don't have the time. It, it's, I mean, it's an hour and 20 minutes into the podcast, um, so I, I think that, unfortunately, we're going to ask people, if you emailed in comments that, uh, matter of fact, we'll give the names. Uh, first of all, I just want to say Mark Grace, uh, who is... Uh, M. Grace of our forum. He's right. one of our site admins. He had the pleasure and opportunity to do a very special interview with a <laughs> cast member of our show. Uh, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, it's in our Lost Forum posted. And it's actually on YouTube, so we'll put that out there. Okay. Uh, the, the little suspense cliffhanger there. Okay. Anyway, Steve from Fairfax emailed us. Um, we have Jason Verbeck uh, emailed us. Frank. That's really good. He he pointed out something really good, though. Okay, go ahead. Okay, he says, Dear Cliff and Stephanie, I'm a long-time listener, first-time emailer. I listened to yours and a couple other Lost podcasts, and I did not hear anyone bring up the point that when Locke and Charlie are going after Mr. Echo, when they discovered that a polar bear has Mr. Echo, Charlie says, I thought Saeed killed the polar bear. But if you double-check, uh, Charlie was there when the polar bear was killed, so he should have known that Sawyer killed the polar bear, not Saeed. I absolutely agree. And when I someone in the continuity department failed, or the writers messed up. That's true. Uh, but I remember going back and watching it again a second time. Okay. I was flipping through, and I thought I heard Sawyer say, uh, or Sawyer, Charlie say, Sawyer killed the polar bear. But then again, I I, I didn't go back and and listen again to know. see if it was Saeed or Sawyer, but. If you're if he did say Said, you're absolutely you're right. right. And it's very much wrong. Okay, so Frank from Germany emailed us. Uh the revolving door uh emailed us. And uh Wilton Johnson or Johnston, uh Chris Smith, uh and then we have Mr. Sam Polka, 
he says that's not his real name. Uh, and then we have Kevin Youngblood, Terry, she and, perfect. <laughs> Terry and Dayton, <laughs> uh, and just all kinds of people we emailed had a, us. A ton of emails. A ton and, of emails. And and guys, listen, I'll tell you, for, for our podcast, we're going to beg you guys to call our listener line at area code 413-521-0958. We make every effort to put every call into our show every effort possible but unfortunately emails sometimes take too much time for us to read yes stephanie the transcripts on losttv.com forward slash transcripts say sawyer killed the polar bear does it Uh uh-huh okay so i i think that but i did read that and what 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 where did you come up with it? Oh, you went and looked at the transcript? I went and looked at the transcript. Okay, I, th- I think I went back a second time and saw that it said that. But uh, So even if they did make the mistake in the beginning on Season 3 DVD, it will say Sawyer. <laughs> okay, exactly, no <laughs> doubt. <coughs> so here's here's the deal. If you guys email us, we'll read every email. We read e- every email. We read every email. We really do. But we can, there's just absolutely no way that we can put all the emails into the Your Weekend Lost show, so... Uh, we apologize, but do call us. Uh, you, there are some of the emails that are posted here. They were so great that I thought this has to go on our show. We just don't have the time. But I do want to close it out with uh, what's coming up on Lost, and so let's take a look at that now. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? I'm not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.About.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called The Cost of Living and will be on this Wednesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, A delirious echo wrestles with demons from his past, while Locke and some of the other castaways head back to the Pearl, one of the Dharma Initiative's island stations, hoping to find a computer that they can use to locate Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. Meanwhile, Jack doesn't know whom to trust when two of the others seem at odds with one another. This episode centers around Echo. Echo must again face his past and we'll get to see his brother Yemi and one of the soldiers that we've seen before. We'll also see Jason, who was one of the men who gave Sawyer the needle in the last episode. Locke takes some of the castaways to the Pearl, which is the hatch he found with Echo that was under the Beechcraft airplane that killed Boone. There was a computer and TV screens down there. Jack doesn't know who to trust of the others, but I can't imagine him ever trusting Ben over Juliet, though Ben is pretty persuasive, and Juliet is kind of freaky in her own quiet, calm way. A lot will be revealed in the next two episodes, then we'll have to wait until February 7th for a new episode. For more information, visit lost.about.com. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval. Stay lost. February. February 7th. You're right. I'm depressed. Who was that? <laughs> I, I join you. I, I'm depressed already. Yeah, it, it's going to be a definitely... A... I mean, that feels like longer than the summer was. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but we'll try to come back in here and, and bring you some episodes of the Weekly Lost Podcast and uh, try to make it go by fast. The summer really went by fast for us. No, it didn't. Okay, no, it didn't. <laughs> but good try. <laughs> I tried to make it sound good. Hey, uh, we've got uh, some... Stuff here that Ryan Oz was sent to us. Uh, yeah. Let me see. I just like lost it. Uh, lost goes to medical school. This is something that he emailed. It's uh, there's a um, article that said that they were uh, filming in a location where let's see here a state of art research building. 
at the John A. Burns School of Medicine in, oh gosh, Ka- Kakaako. Sounds good. Good try. Anyway, um, they did some filming there at that at that medical research place. Anyway, Ryan had this to say. He says, uh, Juliet in a lab, perhaps indeed a college college campus lab, apparently in her own flashback for episode three, um, I'm sorry, season three, episode seven, not in Portland, according to Spoiler Fix. Uh, we are here inside, let's see here, but here's the inside scoop from a crew guy that I may or may not know. Good job, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, anyway, the shoot outside the building, at least as in- initially conceived, may include a motor vehicle accident, a bus striking a group of college kids to be exact. Would it? Would Juliet be among those hit, or perhaps someone she, like Jack, loved and lost? Uh, or is the to- or is this a total foiler? Somebody's giving me just a mess with my head. Only time will tell, and if this is indeed for uh, Season 3, Episode 7, we won't know until next year, so... February. Yeah. Anyway, he gave us a follow-up. He sent me another email and said, Oh, by the way, the bus strike is confirmed. Uh, he said that he did see the bu- the bus, and it said a Parlo brand, uh, and the stunt work. So, I guess Ryan has confirmed that there will be a bus accident. Accident in Episode 7. Maybe it's John. Maybe. Maybe. It's about time we know. Anyway, so... It's about time we know. Uh, that pretty much wraps things up for this podcast. And this, we, again, we want to thank Virginia Justice of Soulmate.com. If you are looking for somebody special, go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com, click on the banner, and then find that way to get there rather than going directly. <coughs> anyway, uh, Stephanie, did you want to do what we had uh, talked about just off the air about... Uh, playing a, a theme song to close this out instead of our normal extra. Yeah. Close this out with our little theme song. We have a little theme song. It's have- by Brent Denon, and it's called Ain't No Reason. And there are just several lines from um, from this song that I really love that seem to... Uh, just really Explain go along- my life. <laughs> <laughs> go along with the way we feel sometimes. And... Um- so yeah, go ahead. I love this song. Okay, Ain't and, no reason. And so here's here's what it is. We're gonna play "Ain't No Reason" by Brent Denon, and uh, Brett is a excellent singer. And then after that, I'm gonna play the fan fiction clip from Troy, and the fan fiction is actually written by Troy Price. Cool. And so stick around after the uh, last theme song of this show here. Here we go. way it's how they always been and they intend to stay i can't explain why we live this way we do it every day preachers on the podium speaking of saints prophets on the sidewalk begging for change old ladies laughing from the fire escape cursing my name I got a basket full of lemons and they all taste the same A window in a pigeon with a broken wing You can spend your whole life working for something Just to have it taken away People walk around pushing back their debts Wearing paychecks like necklaces and bracelets Talking about nothing, not thinking about death 
every little heartbeat, every little breath. People walk a tightrope on a razor's edge, carrying their hurt and hatred and weapons. It could be a bomb or a bullet or a pen or a thought or a word or a sentence. There ain't no reason things are this way. It's how they always been and they intend to stay. I don't know why I say the things I say, but I say them anyway. But love will come set me free. Love will come set me free. I do believe. Love will come set me free. I know it will. Love will come set me free. Yeah. Standing tall, some things never change at all. Keep on building prisons, gonna fill them all. Keep on building bombs, gonna drop them all. Working your fingers bare to the bone, breaking your back, make you sell your soul. Like a lung, it's filled with cold, suffocating slow. The wind blows wild, and I may move. But politicians lie and I am not fooled You don't need no razor or a three-piece suit To argue the truth The air on my skin and the world under my toes Slavery stitched to the fabric of my clothes Chaos and commotion wherever I go Love I try to follow Love will come set me free Love will come set me free. I do believe. Love will come set me free. I know it will. Love will come set me free. Yes. There ain't no reason things are this way. It's how they always been and they intend to stay. I can't explain why we live this way. We do it every day. A vignette titled King of All Things, written by Troy Story 3, found on the Lost Fanfiction Archive, edited for broadcast by The Man. Two Caucasians sat across the desk from Jimmy Dean, King of All Things Sausage. As they spoke, they could catch glimpses of themselves in Jimmy's brass nameplate. The shorter man spoke with a slightly nasally voice and spoke in a way that Jimmy would call sassy if the man were a girl. The older gray-haired gentleman spoke with a tone and used grammar that was only natural to someone with years of private schooling. We're creating a show that's kind of science fiction, kind of adventure, and we'd like you, Jimmy, to be the only real-world character that's on the show. What do you mean, Jimmy said with a raised eyebrow. Listen, then the men almost spoke on top of each other with excitement. It's kind of a complex story arc we want to create. We don't really have time to tell you in detail right now. The older man reached into this inside jacket pocket and pulled out an airplane ticket with a large O on the outside of the folio. Fly down to Australia with us this coming September. We'll pitch the whole idea to you then. I'm sure you'll want to be part of the action. End flashback. Jimmy Dean, king of all things sausage, trudged through the jungle. His trek was almost over. By dark, 
he could be sleeping in his bed back at home in Tennessee. The first place he had called home here on the island was in the cave, nice and secure. But everybody moved away from him back to the beach. Then he thought he'd build a lean-to beside where they were building the raft. But dang if it didn't burn up. So he thought he'd move away from everybody. He found a nice secluded beach down the way and was sleeping fine one night in his tent on the forest edge when Saeed and Shannon barged in and started to vodeo right there on his beach. His beach was no longer private so Jimmy moved on. He found a little spot next to a relaxing running stream. He was able to stay there for a while but lo and behold his little spot was again interrupted when Sawyer and Anna Lucia started to get it on right there on the dirty jungle floor. Is any place private, he thought to himself. He thought back to his meeting in Australia. The same two men sat across the breakfast table from him and said, okay, specifically here's the plan. For season one and two you're going to be on the island, but you're only going to be part of the wallpaper people. The people are in the background in the scenes and those who carry logs as they're needed. While you won't be in the show, there's going to be a stocked pantry and an airdrop during Season 2, and we can make them both full of Jimmy Dean products if you sign on. Anyway, your breakout episode is going to be on number 6 of Season 3. Get this, you're on the topmost part of the island, and you broker a peace deal between the Losties and the others just as a Widmore transportation helicopter lands and takes you home. What do you think? Both of the men leaned back in their chair, smiling like a cat who'd swallowed a canary. Boys, Jimmy said, that's the dumbest idea for a show I've ever heard. I'm not going to be any part of it myself, and I promise you, you'll never see a Jimmy Dean ad played during that show. The two men stood up a little too quickly again. The older gentleman again reached into his inside jacket pocket. No hard feelings then. You can't blame us for trying, he said. Here's your ticket back home. You leave in two hours on flight 815. In flashback. Every muscle in Jimmy's body ached. He had been climbing the island's mountains for two days, trying to find the tallest point. He did think that the plane crash was a, a true accident. He thought all the odd things happening on the island were really a mystery. Until he found the stocked pantry and he heard of the airdrop of food. It hit him then that he was part of the show whether he liked it or not. However, from when he met with the two men, he remembered what was going to happen next on the island. According to those smooth talkers, a helicopter was going to be landing on the tallest point of the island soon. All Jimmy had to do was sit and wait until the helicopter arrived. This piece of fan fiction brought to you by Desmond Brand Scottish Haggis. For all your haggis needs, think Desmond, king of all things haggis. You have been listening to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413 521 0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please start with your name and where you're calling from. 
If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening.